Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Welcome to this week's Inspiring Leadership Podcast. I'm very lucky this week to have a fascinating female leader who is really breaking the boundaries in the construction industry, where she's involved in the world, that combination of PR and sales, but she's had one hell of a life already, lots of experiences, lots of learning, and she continues to push boundaries. So without further ado, I'll hand you over. Would you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kerry Hilton. I am the co-founder and executive director of Total. We are a national PR and development company for the UK. So I am excited to welcome you guys to the Inspiring Leadership Podcast. And I'm now going to hand you back over to Jonathan Bowman-Perks. Thank you very much indeed. So for you, Kerry, um, if we talk about inspiring leadership, what, what does it mean to you? I mean, it's, you know, what, is it, what if you meet an inspiring leader and you have clients who you found inspiring, you want them to be on this podcast yourself. What is it that makes them inspiring leaders to you? What, what ingredients make it up? The ingredients I believe makes a strong leader and an inspiring leader is the drive of the person and them as an actual person on what they want in terms of what they want to achieve in their life. So, for example, some people are happy kind of playing a level playing field and going to work, doing a job, nine to five, coming home. But then you get people what I would class as exceptional then people work 24 seven, they really graft, they build on something. Uh, what can happen when they're building is they start tailoring off and building different parts onto the main block. So they're so driven, it's driving ambition basically is where I'm getting at. Yeah. And that's what I believe are the two main ingredients. I would agree with you. And I think for me, the inspiration is that the way you can motivate and lift others to come with you. Just just being a person on your own, a man or woman on your own, without that following. Um, it reminded me of General the Lord Dannett on his. He talked about inspiring leaders have two things. They have character and they have integrity. The character is the, as he described, the sort of Boris Johnson kind of person that fascinates you, you know, and you, you're drawn to them. But the integrity is why you continue to follow them and you trust them. So I think that's a nice build to that. So Carrie, you've had a fascinating life. Begin us out at the, in, in early life, what shaped you, and tell us a little bit about yourself that makes you a little bit different from the others. So I'm quite competitive in general, and I think that follows me through to business as well. Um, I, I do a lot of sports, which isn't obviously business related. Well, it is to a degree because I'm a martial arts instructor, but I've had that, that attitude drilled into me for the last 18 years. So I bring that martial attitude in with business as well. So that means that I have to be completely focused on anything that I'm getting done at any one time. And I've got to make sure it's done in a certain fashion 
fashion to high standards and I've got to make sure it gets delivered as well because a lot of people can start things they're not actually deliver so you've got to be able to deliver whatever it is you're aiming to get to and I think some people struggle in that yeah now I was brought up in born in Scarborough brought up in Halifax uh, as they pronounce it there but Halifax for those who don't read it you're on the other side of the Pennines to me you know, we normally That's correct. You're, you're, are you a Bolton lass and, and Lancaster? Yeah, Bolton born and bred. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's great. There's always a nice bit of rivalry, a bit of competition between us both. But on this occasion, we're on the same side. And tell us a bit more yeah. about the martial arts. What what kind of martial arts? Is it, is it kickboxing, do I understand you do? I do a couple of different styles. So I do uh, what they call freestyle karate and kickboxing. Um, and that's a point-based system. It's quite bouncy, quite fast. It doesn't go to knockout usually. It's an art form. It's literally trying to get more points than the person you're fighting. But I also do taekwondo as well, which is very similar, barring you can only use the legs and one style of punch, and that's a continuous fight, and that can go to knockout. Um, so they're both very, very similar, but my favourite one is the freestyle karate and kickboxing. And it's um, looking very likely I'll be representing the UK this year as well, but I can't officially announce that until July. Well, look, good luck, and I hope I hope you are chosen, um, and it, it's a great achievement. And as I see with my wife, Lee, who uh, thoroughly enjoys her martial arts that she does with uh, our daughter, Alana, it re really is a great way of, of giving women a lot more confidence, giving anybody a lot more confidence, because I did karate as I was growing up as a young man when I didn't have so much confidence, and also the discipline as well. Um, and I think particularly for the charity, the Inspiring Leadership Trust, which is trying to give women the ability to protect and defend themselves as well. It's great to have that skill of a martial art so you can look after yourself. Um, in your growing up, you've, um, you know, you've had a lot of different experiences. Tell us about your family and, and what's happened and uh, all that you've learned as you grew up about having your own family. Okay, so I was brought up by my mother, who was an absolute grafter. So she, she started working in a factory and literally getting returns back. Uh, it was for Littlewoods, which is now very. And she worked her way up to literally the top of the chains where she was operations director. So she started there at the age of 18 and she was working shifts from eight o'clock in the morning, literally until eight o'clock at night because she had two kids that she had to bring up. She wasn't on benefits. So I watched her put that graft in and put that hard work in and I actually appreciated what she did. So by me watching that, I knew that I, I had to do it as well. I had to put the same effort in. I'm very similar to my mother in some respects. So that's why I work so hard and I work the hours that I work because I know it pays off because I've seen somebody else do it. And the last thing I want to do is ride on the back of somebody else's kind of coattail, so to speak. And I'm not going to do that to my mother. So I've done exactly the same with Total and um, started it from basement level and worked it up to where it is today. And it's it's really holding its own. Well, well done. And and, and I relate to if I heard you right, you said your mum brought the two of you up on her own. Yeah, um, that's because my my mum in Halifax, across the, the other side of the Pennines, brought the three of us up on her own. Uh, in our case, my father was killed when I was two and a half. But um, I, I do admire um, any parent who has to bring up children on their own. It's a really tough gig. 
and particularly if like your mum and well done her for becoming the ops director of what what we would know as little woods um because that's a huge a huge grafting to get there to achieve that and what about yourself and your own family and things like that tell us a bit more about you and and, and now so right now I've got two children. So I've got one at the age of 22. She actually works for Total on the frontline sales team. And then I've got one that's younger, which is Casey, and she's nine. So she's still at school. She's well into a martial arts. She's European champion as well at the minute. Got to get that in. We've got to get that in, haven't we? <laughs> um, so Clarice has been with us for about a year, and she's going to start shadowing myself in about three to five years' time because I want her to do the graft that I've had to do. She's not just having it handed to her. So she's going to be grafting, learning the ropes. Like I say, shadowing myself and Whitney too and then hopefully in years to come when we need to step back because obviously we can't age is going to catch up on us at some point isn't it so she'll probably be the next in line to drive total forward so we need to mentor, mentor and know so we're going to be doing that for quite some time so mother was mother was a role model and um really inspired you and um you've also co-founded this with Whitney. Tell me about, about Whitney's qualities. What would, how would you rate Whitney? Whitney can get anything done, literally. Give her a task and it's done yesterday. So um, it's, it's quite, Whitney and myself met through working for a company that I wouldn't class them as a competitor to us, but when we first set up the business, they were, but because we've progressed, they don't do the services that we do. No, I was um, the sales manager at that company and Whitney was the team leader and also the highest performer in terms of sales. So we got together, rubbed heads, talked about things that were missing in the industry, what gaps could we fill. Within a week, we set total up and we literally smashed it in the first year, smashed it again in the second year and we're on the third year now. And it's literally excelled from magazines to full productions, full PR services and development and really doing lots of networking and linking companies to other companies. Well, you're clearly, you clearly love selling. I can tell it even, even just speaking to you. You're so enthusiastic about it. And that enthusiasm is what people buy into. But don't you find it's a fine line between, I've found in the past when I've oversold to someone, they don't buy. And so you almost have to make connection, don't you? And they and then they buy you and what you're offering. That's, yeah, you. that's exactly true. If I, if I was to go and do a sales pitch myself, which I don't really do because I'm more on on the back end in terms of delivering the services. I need to know everything about that person, about their business. And it's not just because I'm trying to sell to them. It's so that I know what their needs are. But why I'm doing that, I am building a rapport and getting to know that person as well. Because if you don't get to know your client, how can you deliver the PR services to their taste? You're not going to, and you have to accommodate what the client wants but make sure it fits in with the platform that it's going to go on. So that's a rapport is the most important thing for me in business, full stop. doesn't matter what business you're in. Yeah, you, you're so right. You're so right. Rapport and the connection and the authenticity. Um, in your life and your story, if you were to pick out a proudest moment um, in your life and what you learned from that, and also, if you were to pick out a dark moment in your, your work and a dark moment in your personal life, what did you learn from that as well? Would you just briefly share um, a couple of examples on each of those? 
Yeah, so what the highlight, it is total because we were a couple of girls. We started off in one small office. Literally, the desks were connected together. The office was that small. We were selling, doing the accounts, producing the thing, sending it out, doing the marketing. We did all that ourselves, just the two of us. Now, multiple people have tried this and failed. We didn't fail. And don't get me wrong, it was hard. And that's where the dark side comes in as well, because they both kind of connect to the same thing. Because we got to a point where it, it dips down, I suppose, before it goes up. Let's call it a J curve. So you come down and you have to come down before you can shoot back up. So we had the experience of that dip where we weren't sure if we were going to get business coming back we weren't sure what model we wanted to go down we weren't sure if the competitors were going to try and take us out which they did try and take us out and they didn't succeed and so we really had a battle setting up I suppose the reason we had that much of a battle is because we are a threat to the industry for anybody else that does what we do because we're so good at what we do and uh, I think we show that day in day out on our social media platforms yeah well I I think um it is interesting how people feel, what threatens them and what doesn't. And so of a, of a dark part and your learning, what is your learning from that, that tough part of getting a business going? What have you learned? I have learned that you need to be patient and you need to trust your business plan and your business partners. You need to trust it. If you don't trust it and you don't believe in it, I don't think it'll come through. That's my personal opinion. But I've learned that when I sit back a little bit, look at everything on paper, look at the business plan, look at what's coming in, what's in the pipeline, it is working. It's just a case of being patient and pursuing it and being consistent and sticking to the plan and trust. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and then if I were to pick up some of the elements of the inspiring leadership compass the the thing that that makes people high performers let's have a a dip into your top three values your morals what you Carrie Hilton will do and what you won't do when people are dealing with you what are your three founding values maybe your mum brought you up on those but they've stood the test of time in business and in your personal life what what are your top three very quickly So I give people the time of day and I listen to them. So I listen to them, whether they're a client, whether there's someone that works for the client. I think listening is really key. You can't learn unless you listen. The second one is learn from others. Be like a sponge. If there's something that somebody's doing and you think that's a key attribute that you can take and use, watch how they do it, watch how they deliver it, ask them questions, take that quality away and embed it in yourself. And then the third one for me, I'm going to say is confidence. You've got to grow a backbone and just get in there. You've really got to try. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I love that. Confidence and backbone. Um, I always think of my sergeant major who said, sir, you need to grow yourself a bit of a spine. And, um, you know, are you a jellyfish or are you you a man or a mouse? (laughs) So PQ is the next one. What gives your life purpose and meaning? Why do you do what you do, Carrie? What, what, What... is your life calling as it were i'm driven by success most people would say i'm money motivated but that comes as a a backlash of success i suppose i like to um outdo myself as well as anybody else that would like to class itself as competition 
So I make sure I stay 10 steps ahead, not one or two, but 10 steps ahead. So, and I've got that inbuilt in me. It's my character and I enjoy it as well. Yeah, well, you, you, certainly in your martial arts, you need to keep a few steps ahead. Exactly, exactly. I think that's why I'm so attracted to that as well. Yeah, I can see that. And that leads us on really to health. So martial arts and fitness and sports and things like that. What would be your top tip on um, brain health, keeping your brain healthy, and on physical health that's worked for you that you'd recommend for others? Brain health, I would definitely say from experience, is sleep. If you do not get enough sleep, that can play with your head so bad and it can affect your performance. Everything's much better if your mind is rested. So sleep is real, real key for everybody. Um, what was the second question on that, Jonathan? Well, we stay with sleep because I, I so agree with you. There's an excellent audiobook called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, which I recommend to anybody who's listening. Um, I was going to ask you on that because they say, you know, seven to eight hours sleep minimum is, is what you really have. And if you drop down to six or five hours, your performance is affected by it's 30% less. Yeah, because you're in a deficit. How much sleep do you have a night? I would love to say eight hours, but realistically, it's probably between six and seven. It probably isn't the best. And sometimes it's five if I'm working away. But then I'll catch up on that at the weekend and I make sure that I do. Sometimes I'll literally have a Sunday off because I work seven days of the week and I'll do nothing. I will do nothing. Literally, I'll try and not touch my phone. I'll just try and chill out. And I really, really recharge. And then when Monday comes along, I'm ready to roll again. I'm ready to take on the world. Yeah, well, this is where you definitely need to listen to Matthew Walker because you can't, it, it's, it's a deficit that you can't get back. Um, so the consistency of sleep, like I'm getting myself into pattern now of being asleep at 10.30 and awaking at 7.30. Now I happen to have a, old man syndrome which gets me up three times a night which breaks my sleep up yeah. but I, I i know that consistent sleep gets me between seven and eight hours sleep if i go lower than that or i go to bed later it really will affect my performance during the day and and my my brain agility the other thing i do which is a real godsend is i have a 30 minute power nap 30 minutes and in that 30 minutes i can get at least about 15 minutes of deep sleep which is probably more than I get in the rest of the rest of my night. So I'm really a big fan of power napping. Have you ever tried it? You know what? I am as well. If I can get out of the office and at home by four, if I can, and then my training starts at seven, I'll have a good hour and I will do that if I can because I really benefit from it. Yeah. So get yourself one of these aura rings. Uh, my wife and I, Lee and I, have both got one, and I've had it about six months. She's had about three. But it does record your sleep at night and also the power nap. And you know, if you, it gives you data, Carrie, that's the great thing. And it's just like anybody, if you've got a, if you, if you damage your leg, you have an x ray. If you want to know what's going on inside you. Um, and, and if you've got, you know, heart problems, they'll do a scan to find out what it is. So, what are we doing yeah. by not recording any data by what's going on in our body, our heart rate, our heart rate variance, and our body temperature? So I find that very good. So recommend that one for you and to those listening. Um, let's go on to resilience. You've picked yourself up many a time in adversity. What's your tip on resilience for people? Is this for how I pick myself up or yeah. how I would suggest others pick, pick them up? Well, it might be the same for others. What's worked for you that you'd recommend others try out as well? 
as far as re resilience. All right. So if I'm ever down or I've had a bad day or I really need to get on form and I don't feel like I'm on form, I remember the things that I've done in the past where I've been really successful and I've been proud of myself. And then what that does is it puts you in the right frame of mind because it sends you back in the past to feeling those feelings that you felt. And then that then projects forward to whatever the task is that you're going to do. So I am a great believer in reminiscing about success that you've had before and also thinking about future plans that you've got where you know you're going to smash it and you've got things to look forward to so it's I suppose it's keeping a positive mind frame and having let's say triggers um, that you can think of at any point that will completely change your mindset and your mood yeah there is that saying that words create worlds you know the language we use is very important and you have very martial language. So almost like I could imagine you as a as a as a female soldier that you get smash it, let's get stuck in. Yeah. And 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 you have that <laughs> kind of drive and ambition. When you think about emotional intelligence, emotional and social intelligence, you're talking about listening to people was one of your values and learning from others. How do you get that balance between your drive to get on, compete, compete, which might make people back off a bit? And how do you connect and really really connect personally with people to make it about them not about you what i try and do in that case is find a common denominator between myself and whoever it is that i'm dealing with and then we're on the same level then because people when you're speaking to them they need to feel like they're on the same level because everybody realistically is I'd never look down on anybody. And if anyone ever looked down on me, I wouldn't be very happy about it at all. So that's why I try and find something in common and then kind of take it from there. Because you can have a normal conversation then and it turns into you talking to a person rather than someone to do with business or someone that you want something from. Yeah, very good. And then the other favourite for you, of course, which is an element of inspiring leadership, is BQ, brand quotient. So your image your impression, you know, what people say about you when you're not in the room um, and, and, and how trustworthy you are. What, what have you learned about your own brand and any 360 feedback from other people? How do you keep alert to how you landing with people and where you may need to learn, grow and develop, change your approach and change the manner you talk to people? You can kind of gauge it really uh, while you're with them and speaking to them. I'm very good at reading body language. It is something I've studied in the past, actually. So I do keep my eye on how people are taking to what I'm saying or what I'm delivering. I'm constantly saying to them in the meetings as well, especially if it's a pre-production meeting and I'm planning the marketing. I'll say, are you happy with this? And I'll keep asking, asking them, are you happy with this? If you could change something in this area, what would that be? So I constantly make Make sure that everything I'm doing is circulated around the client, the needs of the client, and to make the client happy, but also inject what I think is going to work for them. So I kind of have to sell the idea to them sometimes, but I sit back and let them visualize. I'm talking production-wise if I was doing, say, a series or an episode, someone's doing an interview. Um, so that's what I do. So I spend a good hour with them before the actual production itself. Yeah, it's important to to really get onto their terms and what they're doing. And yeah. what, about, what about legacy? And, you know, legacy is about leaving things better than you found it. It's about stewardship, about looking after something and then handing it on. I mean, you're already big into legacy as in 
teaching your two daughters, you know, how they can get on, just like your mother was an example to you. But, but what would you like your legacy to be in your work and in your personal life? Legacy in, in terms of work life, I'd like Total to be, it is known now, but I'd like it to be known as, as a, a, a brand so anyone can say Total in the construction industry and everybody knows who we are. Quite a lot of people know who we are now, but not everybody does. So that's on my mission of things to do. And then that then, when I do eventually step back from the business, uh, when I get older, the brand is already there and I'm hoping that continues and my generation underneath me and Whitney's generation because she's got a little girl too that that can just keep going down via generations so that's that's my kind of concept in that one personally um I want to win the world championships I've got six silver medals I could make a teaspoon like a set of cutlery with all the silver medals I've got that needs to turn gold so that's my uh, goal in life I'm hoping to get it this year. Okay, well, good luck with that. And, and sil the silver medals are in your um, karate and kickboxing, is it? Is that where you've got them in? Yeah, freestyle karate and kickboxing. I've got some in taekwondo as well, but it's the freestyle karate and kickboxing that I want the gold. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like you've got the drive and the ambition to, to do that. Um, next, teams. Um, in your time working in different businesses, you've often been in sales roles. You've been in teams. Now, Often in sales, it's an individual. They make their numbers and, and they get the bonus and the commission for that. But you do have to collaborate and work with people in teams. What's your tip about turning a toxic team into a high-performing team? Build and make the team build a rapport with each other. It's really important. So have them doing things that isn't necessarily business related so that they can connect as individuals. When somebody connects as an individual, they're going to work better together because they've got empathy towards that person. They want that person to do well. If you just chuck them in there and never do anything like that, it's going to turn into dog eat dog. And I've seen it over and over again. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, no, that's very fair. And if you think about inspiring leaders, who are some of the inspiring leaders that you've met during your life? Your mother was one. She was an inspiration to you. Who else would you give a shout out for if there are a couple of other people that have inspired you and you look to them? They might be alive. They might be dead. They, you might know them personally or you might look towards someone who's, you know, a role model that you've never met. Who, who are the two that you'd call out? If I was to have to select two, it's quite a difficult one because I bounce around um, individual. I watch a lot of YouTube, you see, and I just let it roll. So different people come on. Um, but let me think about this. It's a difficult one. What's the lady called that wrote The Secret? Yeah, I know the Rhonda. lady. Yeah, Rhonda. Rhonda somebody. Yeah, yeah she, she's inspired me quite a lot because she tells a story before she actually goes into the actual law of attraction and all that stuff. And she kind of, she's done really well out of that. So I find her really inspiring. Um, I also find the guy what's up Facebook really inspiring as well. Mm -hmm. Although it's probably mixed reviews on that with all the meta and stuff going on at the moment. But he started that at such a young age. And when somebody's young and they've got that, that they're so Mark clever Zuckerberg, and they've got the drive. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Um, I just think he's so clever and he's milking it, isn't he? Because he can do. And that's how you've got to do it. It's business. Yeah, it's business, the, the brutal world of business. And of course, 
he began well, but then it got quite tainted by yeah. the, uh, Cambridge Analytical and uh, the fact that they were essentially using our data to market um, without yeah. really us realizing just how we were being used. And of course, the, the way that certain algorithms are used against us, uh, but on the marketing terms. So I think the whole world of PR and marketing is, a, is one where people can make a lot of money, but they have to be very careful how they make that money and that, that, that it is honest and it is truthful and people know what they're dealing with. So it's always one to watch yeah, out. Yeah, that's right, because there's a very fine line. Oh, very fine line. <laughs> I mean, like I've got an Apple watch. Do I need three Apple watches or four watches? No. But of course, when you've got one, people are trying to sell you more of the same thing. And it does create this yeah. consumerism and this, this, this sort of materialistic need for more and more. And I'll only be happy when I'm like him or have a billionaire lifestyle but no you need to be happier with what you already have that's the difference between success and happiness success is getting what you want happiness is wanting what you already have and i'm very lucky in my life i i i'm happy with what i've already got um favorite you know what? if you're not happy with what you've already got you don't really get anything else because you've got to appreciate the things that you have and that allows other things to come in. So if you don't appreciate that, your mindset's not going to allow you to drive and get more. So you're absolutely right with that. And, and, and that spot on. Appreciation and gratitude, I think, are, are, are such important one. I'm looking across to my right here and there's the five minute journal. And the five minute journal is a hardback book that I write in every morning for five minutes what I appreciate, what I hope that the top three things in the day, who I am, but at the end of the day, how has the day gone and what did I appreciate about it and what would have made it even better? And so gratitude and appreciation journaling is really good for brain health. And also it's good for that, that wish to focus on what you already have, but also continue to, to do the right things. So good on that. Um, your favorite book on leadership and, and why people you think should uh, listen to it if it's an audio book um, or read it what which one would you pick out I don't read that much which isn't great so my business partner Whitney reads loads and I know that she always what do you, what do you listen to what's what's a, a good podcast or a good audio book that well, you I'm going back to uh, the same lady again the secret but she's got a series of books and the one that's my favorite is the power so if I was to suggest for someone to listen to an audio book, I'd say listen to The Power because you can adapt it and it can relate to yourself as an individual, but also business or anything that you're trying to achieve in life. So that would be the one my goal to listen to if I needed an up or I needed a reminder of like what I stand for. Yeah, I, I find myself, I, I've, early days I listened to The Secret a lot um not a lot but i you know listened to it fully how many times have you listened to it well probably over over my life a couple of times however what's interesting is the counter discussion is that this idea about thinking it and it will happen in your life is sometimes a bit misleading for people and can you know, so if someone goes if you think you'll you'll cure your cancer yeah, and you smashed into the ground and had a plane crash and all your legs are broken. Yeah. You're still going to be able to walk again if you just visualise thinking about walking again. Yeah, I, I do think, uh, and I had Rodney Flowers on, Rodney was completely paralysed uh, in a, a really heavy tackle in American football. Um, and, and he's now using crutches and he's, he's walking with great endurance. 
but but he's never going to be back to how he was before how, however much he thinks about it he won't he won't remake his life so so when you make a mirror out of metal you can't turn it back into the original metal you've moved on to something else so i, I do think i'm very excited about that kind of enthusiasm and the, and the american rah rah but you just got to be rather british about this and have a have a good dose of 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 skepticism to you know trust but verify because it won't always you know just think about it and you'll be a multimillionaireist congratulations carrie well done because you thought it every day you thought i'm gonna be a millionaire but unless yeah, you do so something there's a about ingredient it, here, isn't there? yeah. there's a missing ingredient which is the key to success and that's action take action so you need to know what you want you need to visualize it so you get excited about it and then when you get excited about something you never miss an opportunity and you take action when those opportunities come so that's what i would say is the missing ingredient in that topic we were just talking about yeah full commitment you you know you can't be a little bit pregnant you're either fully committed or you're not you're either you're either you know taking action and you're going to do it and you're going to see it through like you growing your business you know, it's taken many hours and you're working incredible hours. You need to look after yourself a bit more because otherwise you do burn yourself out. Many business leaders that I've interviewed and got to know, they are fully committed, but they sacrifice something on the way to do that. And, you know, everything yeah. is as possible if you're prepared to um, li live with the consequences and, 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 and face the cost of what it is. If you're prepared to pay the price and live the consequences, that's what it is. And so sometimes the price and the consequences are too much. Other times it's not. So it's it's a call you make, isn't it, Carrie? Oh, it sure is. You've got to make decisions and then you've got to stick with them and roll it out. Yeah. And, and, if, and if it isn't working, you do need times to review it and go, is this working? Or am I banging my head against the wall every day? And actually there's a, a sensible route, which is this way. So to review something every month or whatever, check, is it still working? Or do I need to make another decision to adjust and keep it moving? Someone who was a pilot said to me, he said, every day I make multiple decisions. Many of them are wrong, but I have to make another decision to adjust the thing that I found now I'm flying towards a cliff and I didn't realize there was a cliff there and I have to make a decision to move it a bit. So I do like that one of action, but also review and then take action again, decide, act. It's called the OODA loop. Observe, orientate, decide, act, then observe again, then orientate, then decide, then act again. It's, it's what they use in fighting fighting jets. You'd enjoy that. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's funny you should say that because I do motivational speeches at colleges and universities. And what I always say to them is, um, success is a little bit like a missile and you've pretty much just described what I say in your terms so the way that I describe it is just you start here your end goals here and think about a missile being flown out of a jet or whatever it gets flown out of the coordinates change like this yeah. so it hits something and that means all right that wasn't correct that let's go over here instead and it'll go up like this until you get there so it's just a point of being consistent and rolling with it seeing what works what doesn't because everyone will get there eventually it's just who's got the motivation to do it i like that and also there's an interesting uh, comment the the word missile um it's actually it, its aim is to get close but just slightly miss the aircraft whereas a hitile would just go straight at it so actually a missile blows up near it and it's the bits that scatter 
sometimes it goes straight into the aircraft, but often it might explode nearby and cause damage to two or three aircraft rather than just one, uh, which is quite interesting. Right, let's go into the final two minute top tip from Carrie Hilton. So would you just introduce yourself, Gary, just say who you are, uh, the work you do, and then give your two minute top tip on leadership. Yep, so my name is Carrie Hilton. I am the co-owner and executive director at Total. We handle PR and development for the construction industry, mainly predominantly for the UK. My top tip for anybody in leadership or anybody that wants to be successful is to be consistent with everything that you do. Never, ever take your finger off that pulse. Work as hard as you can and believe that the effort that you're putting in is going to get rewarded because it will do. It can't not do. If you work so hard and you know where you want to be and you keep yourself composed and active, you've got to be successful. And that's my tip. It's just consistency. Thank you, Carrie. It's lovely having you had on the Inspiring Leadership Series. I wish you every success uh, with Total and your business and you and uh, Whitney go from strength to strength. So thank you for being on the series. Thank you for the invites. So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you gonna do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you. <laughs>